When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. John, it's good. John, it's I'm fine. Good. John, it's yeah. the only one that's okay. It is. Well, actually, a funny thing, the very first campaign Star Wars episodes, they weren't even campaign Star Wars thing. The the one thing that Johnny, uh, JPC, Kat, and I had agreed to is we wanted it to start in a situation where the Empire broke into a bar and each character said, they're here for me. They're here for mm-hmm. you. Um, and that became the whole thing. So once again, we're, we're kind of with that, but with uh, horrors. Um, <laughs> the horrors. Mm. The you horrors. know, the horrors. You know. I believe Oromar had a plan or or, or mm. some kind of plan. But he was going to hop off the ship and go speak to or try to get a conversation with the Rasulka. Yeah, yeah, which uh, is not something I anticipated, and I can't wait to see it, frankly. Everyone else, I believe, is at or around the ship, uh, unless you would not like to be. That is your call. No, I will be. At, I, th- I will be at or around. The I ship. think that at or around the ship is. Uh, although I do want to talk to Oromar real quick before we do any sort of jumping off the boat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, we can. I, I, I think the the previous uh, moment was like, oh, I need to go and speak to the Rasulka. There's a marching back onto the like main deck of the ship. And uh, has pulled on the uh, jacket with the feather weave embroidery with a bid to, to be using it uh, for later. Uh, but because he's getting himself ready, he's not left the deck of the ship yet, if you would I, like to intervene. I can't remember. I thought he jumped off the, the deck of the ship. Didn't, didn't did anybody else remember By that? end of that? Did just say that? I mean, we can we can hit rewind on that oh so slightly oh, before he goes I, like, I literally off, can't we... remember. And the way that I, I know these things so. are edited... We do mm. want to make an effort to preserve whatever continuity that level of continuity, sure. Because Allie doesn't hear the next chunk really until the previous chunk has been done. So of course. We've got to retroactively <laughs> adapt let's, to let's whatever make happened. It, uh, account for all possibilities. Let's just say mm. that Ormar jumped off the ship, 
where suddenly uh, a window washing station had been set up to wash the windows, so he only mm-hmm. jumped onto a plank just outside the... <laughs> just mm-hmm. outside he he the- stands on the edge of the ship and yeah, prepares exactly. to do that cool jump off out of frame and then just lands on the second platform next to, like, a porthole-style window. Yeah. Uh, wait, uh... Or, uh the Gable Captain? just sticks their head through the window. <laughs> Captain? Uh, e- e- yes. Are you... Sorry, I was in the middle of doing something. Are you going someplace? Uh, I need to go and have a chat about the Rasulka, with the Rasulka, since it seems that the Cutting Stone are apparently trying to make another attack on my life, even though I'm not dead anymore. So I'm very confused, honestly. Oh, uh, oh, I might have a little insight. Oopsie-daisy. We don't know for sure, but also I... It was doing a little magic on the beach, and the ba- the magic may have... I, I don't know why you're so nervous. Everybody's done a little bit of magic in privacy from time to time. That's human. But- we cut to just a montage of different configurations of Uhuru crew members on a beach having magic moments together. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of it is people, like, clinking, like, gl- uh, little, little bottles of light beer together. Uh, there's definitely a beach volleyball scene. Uh mm-hmm. Starring whichever crew members you think would be the funniest. Uh, And Mm -hmm. are they all in two-piece bathing suits? You better believe it. That's the style of the time. Mm -hmm. I think we established Mm -hmm. that previously. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, There's definitely one where there's a little bonfire on the beach and somebody's uh, singing with guitar around the fire. It is a magic moment, but everybody else who's around that fire is like, they're kind of exchanging looks like, I can't believe this person brought a guitar to the beach. Uh, They're actually kind of ruining the vibe. Still magical moment, though. Um, Yeah. Uh, uh, Yes. This one wasn't... I do. Uh, um, I would say it was still fun, but it was not probably the most opportune thing to do when one is uh, attempting to be incognito. And I don't know that for sure. We can't say that for sure that this is what's happening. But also, I feel like um, they might be here. You're for- dancing around the point. They, they might be here for me and not you. But you wow. are mortal and more vulnerable than he used to be so the expression that Oromar gives at being described as more vulnerable than they he, he looks genuinely yeah. like hurt I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I'm sorry I'm, I'm I sorry death. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry you are more less you are under stress and being careless with your words I will let that I'm, go I'm so sorry uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I'm trying to take, I'm trying, okay, how about uh, I go with you? I go with you and maybe we can bring Jonnet because Jonnet can also, I, I, I don't think we should be on the ground, but also I don't know what else to do in this situation. I'm already walking, I'm already walking down to the, to the ground. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're leaning off the top of the deck, looking down at us on this washing window washing platform. (laughs) As if I would even let you leave me behind. Okay. I don't think we should. I think we should just leave. But also, I I, I 
captain. I'm not the captain. I can't make you do anything. It's well, you um, you were you were with you were with Travis Matago and I uh, when we spoke to the uh, the Rusalco in Dominion. So I suppose having you uh, around for this conversation as well would behoove, since you are apparently acquainted. Uh, in that case, please command a member of the the ship to get the Uhuru into the air. Uh, since you're not not going to be in a position of piloting, and we will work our way forward from the ground. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gable just pulls themselves up to deck level and looks around and sees. Wait, that's. <laughs> <laughs> so I had pictured you shoving your head through a porthole. So yeah, now I you're pu- like push scrambling. Push myself through the porthole and up and over to the deck to see who's <laughs> at the helm. See who's near the helm, and it's probably just uh, a tween. Okay, you think it's a tween? I was picturing Bowser because we had established. Oh that yeah, Bowser we trained Bowser. Oh. We don't know yeah. that Bowser's not a tween, though. Could yeah, well, we also don't know how verbal Bowser is. Uh, hmm. You know, they just kind of do those roars. Hey, hey, Bowser. Hey, sweetie. Hey, how are you, Allie? You can just drop in the sound effect for the roar that Bowser makes. <laughs> That's great. You're looking so good. Um. Okay, honey, I'm gonna need you to do some of the stuff that I that we learned. Get the ship up in the air and probably a little bit move it towards starboard, away from the sea. And uh, is there anything you need before we before we head out? No. Okay. Thank you so much. You're the best. Thank you. Take care of yourself. We 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 stressed fast, right? Yes. Okay. All right. But as much as they can lumber from foot yes. to foot. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Where are you going? We have a conversation that so, needs to happen. But if we go into the air critically, a thing that I kind of need to know, how are you coming with the ship? Well, I had my own plans in mind, and then I had to uh, accommodate for my um, members of the council. Uh, yeah. I, I do not necessarily know how they attend to ascend into the air without prearranged uh, technology or planning. I'm not but sure. But I trust I their inventiveness. Release one of the birds? It, it's the, the conditions aren't great. That's a wonderful idea. Yes, we have the a little birds. feathery e- elevator, don't we? <laughs> no, no, sir. I don't know that that's how you should think about birds, but feathery yes. elevator. Yes. All right. Be careful. You want to come with? Please don't. We need as many hands on actual deck as possible to go and handle any uh, technical issues on Ooh. on the ship if there are. But any. you want to. I can't. I'll, like I'll come down with the birds. I'll come down with the birds, and it'll just be real and quick. Then we'll a real out quick out from fight. There. Uh, yeah, 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 come down yeah. with the birds for a real quick fight and then everybody will leave and it will just be a quick fight we'll only do a little bit of fighting and mm-hmm. then we'll leave critically what is if, the thing what if Omar pinches the bridge, the bridge of his nose <laughs> fine <laughs> <laughs> let's go kind of <laughs> you can see Nodo's like kind of scampers off like all excited yes. that he's gonna <laughs> get in a big fight um, great so you have decided to head towards the river uh, in hopes of having a conversation with the Rusalka. Um, right now, there is b- no player character leadership aboard the Uhuru. Um, mm-hmm. The Uhuru has been ordered to try and get themselves into the air as quickly as possible. Um 
the storm is uh kicking up as it goes um and uh yeah we've we've got the cutting stone moving in towards the island so what i need everybody to do we are going to try a new initiative system thing um what basically I, I'm going to do a uh, popcorn-style initiative system, which is mm-hmm. you are going to know exactly how many uh, initiative slots are going to be in the fight, and you will be able to bounce between player characters and non-player characters in that way. Um, we are going to have, the obviously, three PC slots, and then we're going to have one allied slot, um, and we are going to have, uh, four non-player character slots. Um, now for this on your turn, you can, everybody has what is like a action, which can be like an attack action, whatever, um, a, a movement or incidental action uh so like if you want to do something like make a spot check or a knowledge check or whatever you can do that without sacrificing your attack action you can also uh uh replace your action with an action that you have the crew do if you would like to do that if you'd go well i'm on the helm or whatever, I'm going to order Wendell from the crew to attack somebody. That's totally fine. Um, and uh, uh, so this the is... other thing is at the start of this fight, um, I hope everybody has their character sheets pulled up. At the mm-hmm. start of this fight, you can um, spend from any of your stats to change something about the conditions of the fight, if you would like. Um, we're trying to create like a a rough correspondence. If you want something to be there, I'll probably want you something to be there that is not there. I'll probably want you to have a fate. But if you want like, ooh, I did some foresight, some preparation or whatnot, um, you can spend uh, from your like intellect and reserve it uh, to bring up in the fight later at the moment that you think you might need it. Um, mm-hmm. So do any of those spends at this time. And uh, if you don't have them, uh, what I think I'm going to do is uh, we'll start things off with a PC slot and assume that the three of you are kind of uh, at the side of the ship now, like moving towards the the center of the island where this river is appearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I do have a, a if there is a, an opportunity to spend to kind of set things up for our allies. Do first. it. Yeah. I'd love to spend a point from reputation, maybe even two points from reputation, mm-hmm. uh, to kind of uh, spend on, I guess, Carlos as a named furnaceer mm-hmm. uh, to yeah. get that stage of the process going a little faster. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So, Carlos, uh, it, it is not just going to be that Carlos is. Um, the furnaceer who's in charge and and will be an attached character, but we're spending reputation on it. So I am going to say there's going to be like an extra upgrade in in Carlos's thing because he is a a furnaceer of repute. Mm-hmm. Um, How many points Ormar's. would you would you estimate that spend being one or two? I am going to say two because we'll say it's for the whole uh, combat. 
um, gotcha. that, that you're doing this. All right, that's been spent. I, <laughs> uh, at time of recording, I spent a, a, a very lengthy podcast making a whole bunch of abilities for Oromar, wrote it down in the notebook, and the notebook is not physically in eyeline. I'm uh, present. Uh, I am uh, just retrieving it, but okay. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I mean, nobody else has their abilities yet either really i think no, there's like a small smattering so. for yeah we'll have to schedule time liz and tyler to to finish building out uh your folks um but well, we'll see <laughs> well, we will hey liz we'll see we'll see you're gonna play this game you're gonna play this game because otherwise we can't we can't sell the game when we finish the game we can't sell the game if you're not playing the game if two out of three people play the game that's still the majority of people playing the game hmm <laughs> Mm. And you're playing Calvin Ball instead, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. If I'm gonna actually play this game and Liz is not, then I I I want double. I want double. But it can skip double. over. I want double. So at any given time, two mm-hmm. of us must be playing the game. But it doesn't need yeah. to be the same person, same two people yep. playing the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So someone can completely forget the game. Anywho, uh, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna compromise. I'm gonna say Johnny doesn't have to learn the game. How about that? Uh, That's my compromise. Who? you know what johnny has to learn the game (laughs) jpc doesn't have to learn the game Ah, (laughs) fair Mm -hmm. tough but fair tough but fair yeah but yeah i I figured i would uh test run some of these silly mechanics that we have made Uh, let's go go nathan all right uh so yes with those two points spent is there any uh anything else that the team wants to kind of like set our crew up for being able to do in advance I I mean it makes total sense that you're the best Carlos like pilot that we have but I was also like man what can we give to Carlos to truly just like hypercharge their ability to uh to get the fires like the furnace is running mm-hmm. um and I don't think I have anything outside of just a boon to Carlos so ooh do you want to spend like a point of wealth or something to say that the I was, peat is already ooh. where it needs to be. I, okay, yeah. I was like, what would wealth be for in this scenario? But yeah, is that a, is that think kind of wealth a wealth is thing? Uh, yeah. oh, Jonathan, sure. mm-hmm. I, I think Finesse. in your case, I do like this, right. but uh, this is either um, an intellect or um, maybe charisma spend from you or presence spend from you because you were the one who was in charge of the peat moving operation. So I, mm. I'd say then like maybe just in terms of like a presence um, when John, did find like the, the big deposit of peat that kind of like uh, maybe got just it, it inspired folks. People were just like moving quickly, and we have a fair amount of. Let's say we've got a third of that peat deposit, maybe already on the ship. It's enough to like get us in the air and get us going. Um, Ooh. it's maybe not all of it. I, I like that. Uh, I think. I think what I'll say is for that spend. Um, that third. Of the peat deposit, you had moved into an immediate liftoff position. People were like, we can just move this into the cargo hold. And John was like, no, no, I hey. want it ready to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, because 
Tyler, I love the gift that you have given me, which is that all that peat is not yet loaded up onto the ship. That's great. So they're stoking up the fires right now, trying to take off and also desperately loading the cargo hold at the same time, which rules. I think that is more tense and fun. That's, uh, yeah. I feel like, is there a world where it's like, John, it is like, oh, I don't know why you would want uh, us to like put it in a ready position. It's like, actually, I want it more than ready position. Like, let's like get these, let's get the furnaces going to standby, like mode or like, like, let's get them pre-lit. Full transparency, uh, Tyler. I have a progress bar here for the furnace, like, being hot enough for the weave to take off. So what I I think for one spend, for for spending one point, I will let you um, have it in position. Uh, However, if you want to... each point that you want to spend after that, um, I actually every two points you spend after that, I'll give you a tick on that progress bar. So if you just want to dump a bunch of points into the ship being ready to take off, I'm dumping points. You are more than welcome to. All right, I'm dumping points. You are uh, dumping points. Just two, just two, two, two uh, So the two, one for one peak position, and then two for one tick. Yep. And then so now my overall. presence. All mm-hmm. right. Yes. Okay, great. When am yeah. I ever going to use presence <laughs> rolls? <laughs> Although I probably should be tracking more. I'll do be better. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I love this. I I really like that. Yeah, Jonnet was kind of thrown his weight around as like a person in charge of the operation and was like, no, I want this all in position and the furnace is lit immediately. I just have a feeling. Um, <laughs> and everybody is like, well, Jonnet's in charge. Let's do it. And so, yeah, what we see is Carlos aboard the Uhuru. There are swirling gray clouds behind him. Um, There's like a lightning strike uh, on the ocean in the distance that like part of their face is like lit up by this lightning strike in the distance. But we can see under lighting them uh, at the bottom edges of their face, uh, the like the orange glow of embers like starting to build up uh, as that furnace is already lit. Nice. Let's get cracking, everybody. Gosh. And yes, once again, you can see in like the soot covered, like the permanently soot covered face that Carlos mm-hmm. has because, mm-hmm. hey, we've been landed for a little bit. We've only just started relighting this furnace. There's still soot everywhere. There was no point where <laughs> Carlos is like, well, better get rid of this soot that's on me. No, absolutely not. Uh, Clouds. <laughs> Carlos is beautiful teeth are the thing that like shine through uh, mm-hmm. uh, those shadows mm-hmm. and whatnot. Hey, heroes, it's James, your game master, and welcome to the mid roll. Heroes, this week is your last chance to back our Courier's Call Season 3 Kickstarter. 
We've already raised enough to fund a 30-episode season, but there are a few more tantalizing goals that lay on the horizon. At 17,000, Drew and I will sit down for a new behind-the-sales retrospective on Courier's Call. And if we manage to hit 20,000 before we close out this Kickstarter, we'll have a brand new Arnie Parrot song for Courier's Call. So head over to bit.ly slash cc season three, follow the link in our show notes, or just search Kickstarter for Courier's Call season three. As always, a huge thank you to our backers over on Patreon. I just finished the manuscript for my new book, and that took up a lot of time. One of the things that I'm going to be doing this week and next week is preparing new bonus content for you over on Patreon. Uh, I don't exactly know what's going to be coming out first. It's really whatever I get around to editing or nudging the process of editing. But you will have new bonus content soon. Our backers on the playtest level are also going to see some stuff soon. So be on the lookout for that. And if you would like to be one of those backers, head over to patreon.com slash one shot podcast and sign up to support us. That money helps us make this show. We wouldn't be able to do it without you. Now then, a quick word from our sponsor. And with all that out of the way. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's get back in the sky. Okay, so we have our first PC slot up at the start of this initiative. Who wants it and what do you want to do? How do we get the Rasulka to show up is uh, question number one. I am happy to take a quick PC slot just to do some preparations to prevent the cutting stone from like reaching us temporarily. I don't know if that that would look like so like once we find our spot i think gable's gonna try and maybe not even magically yet but just set up some <laughs> truly physical barriers to uh us being accessed for a little bit interesting Ooh. um i i feel like this is possible the thing that like i think no matter what you're probably using magic to accomplish yeah. this because if you're not using magic you are using intellect or it would probably be a very difficult presence thing for you to do um and you would have to either like if you wanted to use like straight up magic you could just be casting a spell to somehow ward back the cutting stone or you could be describing for me some kind of folk remedy or whatever that is supposed to ward off the cutting stone yeah, um, I'm very hesitant to do more magic because I think that's how we got here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that we have established is to protect themselves from the forest queen. Uh, communities who live bordering forests have salt fences. They like lay down a line of salt uh, that the forest queen's domain cannot pass. Um 
you could play on a folk tale like that to mm-hmm. say like because essentially to most people the cutting stone represents death um and like a death that comes to find you uh transparently i can reveal uh that the cutting stone is based on the decemberist song cutting stone uh from the i'll be your girl album which is about somebody who murders people when they are at like their their lowest and most miserable uh state uh mm. that's like kind like it's it's kind of very cruel but also it is supposed to be a mercy um uh of killing somebody when they are they're at their lowest so that they are no longer suffering so there are a lot of folk tales about the cutting stone like coming to curtail people's suffering okay so the ways that people might ward against that I still don't want to do magic. I'm trying to figure out a way to do prowess. Like, Gable lifts big pillars of salt and, the, <laughs> and sets I, them down. Prowess <laughs> is going to be... That's going to be a tall order. I, I think know, of the stats, that is going to be the hardest one to pull off. I feel like you are better off with something like intellect or presence. Um, and that do, might be still drawing on your angelic nature. Yeah. But like, Let's do presence... And all that I think will translate to is doing the all the remedies, but also just sort of building all three of us up physically so as to look intimidating, I guess. <laughs> just <laughs> like, hey, here's uh, a, a, cool, uh, a rock that we'll stand on top of. Here's uh, just... <laughs> Uh, a shadowy place for us to be so we don't look like ourselves, that kind of thing. I think you're probably better in the the number two area. The I like the idea that you might intimidate uh the cutting stone, I don't know that that's a thing. Yeah. But but it's a good hiding tableau. yourself from the cutting stone. Lack like, of presence is presence. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I I could buy that. So mm-hmm. I'll need you to make a presence roll. I, I think this is going to be hard. Um, okay. And I think one of those dice is going to be high stakes. Um, well, so, I'm going to tell you that I've got two D8s in present or yeah, present. So this is going to be challenging. Uh-huh. That's a six and a four. A six and a four, and on on the D eights. Those are both D eights. Yes. Okay. All right. Um. Well, you did have at least one success. Oh. Oh. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Well, that success is not net. Uh, you do in fact have two failures against you. You do have an opportunity. And a, a point of fate. So mark down that fate because you may need to use it. Okay. Uh, but I rolled a failure and a disaster, or two failures and a disaster. Oh. Um, so the, the the net is one. Uh, yeah, the net is going to be two failures uh, and one disaster result. For um, me or for you? Well, that that that's this is for you. So you were trying <laughs> to conceal oh. <laughs> yourself from. The cutting stone. Oh, um, gravy! Gotcha. And Caught you up. did not. You did not succeed no. at that. No, 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 no. Not only did you not succeed at that. No. Um, there was a disaster. So something 
critically bad happens alongside you not being able to conceal yourself. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, can I spend it. three points of fate right now? <laughs> <laughs> if that's Two? something I can do to make that not happen. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think it's a good idea to introduce the system to just shut down the results of rolls. Okay. That that okay. feels like that prevents interesting things from happening okay. rather than embracing them. Right. Um, uh, you can use points of fate to soup up your rolls before you make them mm-hmm. uh uh definitely there i and i think we'd, we'd probably need to give special abilities to turn failures into like like it would have to be a talent to turn a failure into a a partial success in, mm-hmm. in some way instead we're going to accept i want it first my first question is how does gable try to conceal the group from the cutting stone what does that look like what what is gable doing uh, I think it starts out just as whatever goes along with your traditional stealth role. Like, oh, we get on the ground, we move fast, no one sees us or where we're going. And then as we aim towards the river area, trying to stick more towards, like, she lives in somewhat, trying to find the most brackish areas so, so she she anything that is a river is is technically her domain. The brackish thing was was mostly a, a Dumanyaw special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm gonna go along with you on this. Like I think traditional stealth was part of it. Um, however, I think that the superstition or, or the thing that is supposed to make you more invisible to the cutting stone is you are supposed to not be in a state of despair. So Uh, you are trying to clear your mind and heart of the tragedies in your life. And so you say that, I think like at at the top of this is like, hey, to prevent ourselves from getting seen by the cutting stone, you have to not focus on the bad things that have happened to you. I I think... (laughs) I think what this translates to is the entire walk. Gable has been just ha- trying to keep up casual conversation. <laughs> it's just like, well, when I take my coffee in the morning, I used to like cream, but now I just take it just with a little bit of sugar. It feels like I'm tasting the coffee, right? And wow. that, so it's, it's such a and powerful. I, I really started doing that it. because because Travis suggested. Oh, Travis did suggest to me to do the sugar thing. Well, we're not going to focus on that. Remember <laughs> who that is. And that's the weirdest part, isn't it? <laughs> if we survive this, then I'm going to make sure that you enjoy the pleasures of drinking your coffee black. Now, <laughs> <laughs> can we please focus for more than 30 seconds at a time? Yes. Yeah. I, I kind of think what happens, like you, you go on, try to maintain this conversation to draw people away from it. And, mm. Because it's a failure, you keep introducing some of the bad things that happened to you. Like, you can't help but bring yourself, because you were just at the Saratura, Travis just disappeared, you just encountered the Morning Star again. Like, kind of all of these bad things are actually pretty fresh for you, and mm. you the the thought of trying to hold them back is making them spill out in ways that you kind of can't control. Yeah, I hate when my coffee is cold. Boy, it was really cold at the Saratura, huh? It was cold for Gable! a very long time. I don't. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so so sorry. You just said. I know. I know. 
it's 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 fun. We we need to keep our heads in the game, people. And there is still the disaster that needs to be accounted for. And I think it is this. We we get this kind of like bird's view of the island as we can see them coming up on this river. The river is like rushing quickly because this is like a flash flood condition. But this is not an island that normally has this much water on it. There's like kind of a, a small clear pond in, in the middle of the island. Uh, but this this river is like a temporary feature. You can see beneath the water, even with like the rushing white caps of it, uh, you know, fresh green grasses beneath Uh if it weren't so like windy, if it weren't so wet and stormy, if everything wasn't so tense, this would be a beautiful sight to behold. And you are relieved uh, in certain ways for reaching the banks of this river. This is part of your goal. However, far upstream, we can see the water bulging against a, a stone fence on, on part of the island that is dividing some of the area where the sheep graze and that fence like weakens to the point where one rock rolls away and after that a bunch of other stones roll away the fence breaks and the river splits and we can see another channel of the river fencing you in on the other side so uh, much like the Tigris and the Euphrates you are now in this strip that is between two rivers. So between you and the Uhuru is another river, and in front of you is a river. So now you are kind of trapped in here. Uh, as we come to Liz, uh, since we're doing, we're trying this out popcorn style. Do you want to give this over to uh, a PC or an NPC or an ally slot? I think PC makes sense to deal with our most immediate concerns sure sure uh uh nathan if you got something go for it if not i might have hey if you've got if you've got the source let's let's go, um, go for it yeah um i think i will spend a intellect or i'll pull from intellect james you tell me how much but like I would love it if the where this is taking place is like like we look left, look right, look to the right, like, oh dang, the that the rest of that peat deposit is like right next to us. Oh. Um and I and I I also wait, how how dense is peat? I'm over here like maybe it's like is there some kind of like projectile that Jonic can be just like sh- like slinging at people uh if things get very very hairy but i'm like if it's not dense then maybe it doesn't it's mm. not a weapon <laughs> i mean it's wet now it's part of the issue it's definitely oh, like I, clods of mud if you'd be throwing <laughs> yeah it. it's more all right, all right if all you right. want a bunch of mud to be nearby i'm not going to deny you that i'm not going to make <laughs> you spend on it i want mud so bad <laughs> all right uh nathan if you got something go for it all right all right uh i i think if we were already like at the riverbank or we're now kind of surrounded by rushing water on both sides 
I think Oromar very specifically wants to put himself in a bit in the ability where he can talk to luminaries when he wants to, rather than just accidentally running into conversations with luminaries and is going to be digging quite deep in himself to kind of work out how that can be done, mm-hmm. which feels like that would be a magic either uh, roll or spend. Uh, but I'm happy to make it maybe, maybe it's a presence thing and it's a charisma kind of willing them into existence with force of personality. Yeah. So what, what I will say is it is probably magic in some way because you are, you're trying to commune with an actual luminary. Um, mm-hmm. You are probably drawing on folk tales to do it um uh because essentially it's like all you would have to go on is there are stories about people entreating the rusalka for things Mm -hmm. how would they go about doing that um because you are trying to do that right now Mm -hmm. so yeah i feel like this is a spell and it's kind of like a magic ritual almost Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh my magic is quite low uh, it's a six, which means that I would only be rolling uh, a D8 and a D4. Uh, so sorry, a D8, D8 and a D6. D6. Yeah. It's words. Um, um, you can juice that as you like. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, it is one point spend to upgrade a D4. This, oh uh, my gosh. D6 into a D8? Yes. Uh, upgrading is, is one point. Adding a new die is two points. Sure. I will I will spend uh one point for an upgrade, so I'm now at five magic. Uh, I'm happy to go and dig around for d eights. If well, I so, so that doesn't take side. you up to five magic. What it does is it just yeah turns your d six into a d eight. Yeah, I, I guess I'm kind of tallying how many points of a thing I'm spending, mm, or, or yes, does it not work should, that yeah. way? No, it does work that way. Yeah. Okay, so, okay. So you're spending down to five. That, that yeah, makes sense. Okay. Uh, um, I have my d eights. Yes, you've got your D8s, and I'll say uh, the Rasalka's um, themes are temptation, desire, and longing. Um, <laughs> uh, I think... Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm going to roll them and then kind of say what I think Oromar draws the story to do we 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 can uh, i think we've established that we can kind of feel the approaching presence of the cutting stone does it have a functional direction or is it just kind of like the walls are closing in it's in all directions it is definitely the walls are closing in especially with that other river that has popped up here and with what you saw earlier you literally saw the cutting stone walking across the water towards the island Okay, so they're, they're visible then. We can see we can see them. That's good. That helps. Mm-hmm. Um, rolling those 2d8. And that is a 5 and a 4. Ooh. Okay. Um, and I think Oromar places, like, in, in a movement, scoops his hand through the water, letting it kind of run between his fingers. And as he does so lifts some of that river water out from his hand, moves the hand to his chest as he then, in one dramatic turn, uh, locks kind of in the breeze behind him with the turn, looks towards the approaching cutting stone across the water and holds the river-soaked hand to his heart and uh, uh, says, I know I'm going to need everything possible 
to go and face the cutting stone again. Earth includes speaking to you. And I have rolled your challenge dice. And you succeeded with an opportunity. And Liz, mm. I do want to remind, as bad as that roll was earlier, you also did have an opportunity that accompanied it. Mm. Um, what, what does that mean? So that is a thing that, that doesn't get... Opportunities are not getting you what you wanted out of the roll, but they are a good thing that happens for you, a positive thing. They're like advantages in the previous system. Okay. Mm. Uh, um, good to know. Good to know. All right. Uh, so, yeah, success and an opportunity, Nathan. I think upon the water, like, it is dark all around. Um, uh, there, there are lightning strikes in the distance, but the clouds are thick overhead. It is not yet evening, but it has the feel of evening. It is almost as though night has suddenly descended upon you. And though there is thick cloud cover, you can see in the water, in the rushing water, what looks like the reflection of the light of a star. Um, it gathers into a dark-haired form. Uh, and soon enough, like, rising with and from the water with a body that is a part of the water still has the dancing grass within it still has the white caps and the rushing flow yet is undeniably a body is the Rusalka herself Oromar Vale We return once again to the captain's quarters on the Uhuru, where there is a mailbag overflowing with letters addressed to the captain and crew. We see Spit reading one now. Dear Uhuru, I've been auditioning to be a crew member on skyships like yours for some time now. Although I know I have what it takes to be a skyjack, I've not been chosen for any of my auditions yet. As a crew who holds these auditions regularly, uh, what advice do you have for someone taking these auditions to stand out to the rest of the talented applicants and make a good impression on the audition panel? Uh, what's the number one thing you look for in an auditioning Skyjack? Signed, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, thanks. I think I'm more shocked that 
with the confirmation that other ships do auditions, I know we do auditions because we have a song in our heart, but right. I'm shocked that that's the process for other ships. Well, Gabriel, you, you might be surprised to find that uh, most people who are called to the Corsair in life, uh, obviously there's the raiding and the violence and uh, the, the, the lower workload the, and, of mm-hmm. course, the, the homosexual orgies that, that draw in a lot of people uh, looking oh, for this yeah, line yeah. of work. But yes, tr- behind tr- 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 all of that, that is a song in your heart. Well, I oh, have known. And of course, anti-government tendencies. Can't forget those. And uh, yeah, that feels like the driving law and order. Yeah, yeah that's a yeah. big one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's uh, a lot less dancing. Than hatred one for would capitalism. Anticipate. But but when you get through all of that, you cut through that 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 jungle around the the, the core. The core <laughs> is a song in your heart and, and dancing uh, feet. Yeah, I would say uh, there are a number of uh, pirate ships that do operate on a, a dancing-based policy and uh, mm-hmm. making sure that you have the uh, previous uh, solo career and professional development yeah. uh, to say yeah. that mm-hmm. you can do those songs and dances. There are mm-hmm. many, many ships that only specifically want to go and hire triple threats uh, mm-hmm. in that they yeah. can uh, swashbuckle uh sachet and sing an opera so uh, tremendous yes 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 i always thought the triple threat was just saying hey you three times (laughs) i mean certainly if you can say it aggressively enough i would consider it a threat all three times for sure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think that i think um the maybe my first thing my first recommendation for folks trying to audition for any skyship is uh we got to cut it out with the stylized headshots, okay? We need to be able to clearly see you and know and refer back to you. And we get so many, like, backlit, like, shadowy, standing over the camera um, headshots. They're, they look cool. They look so cool. They not really useful. Cool. I no. got I to gotta agree with John here. If I see another tennis racket, I, I'm I'm gonna throw the whole resume out at that point. Uh, There's it's a wonderful point. Standing out does it may not be a good thing. It may it may simply be uh, just makes you more memorable in the future. You are mm-hmm. trying to be a part of a crew. The part of that is not Indeed. standing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, of course, and of, of course, if it, there are uh, some big name pirate ships out there that are only interested in uh, hiring those who have uh, a certain degree of uh, followers already, uh, oh, who, uh, who, yeah. who are That's kind sad. of established, That's that, tough. you know, uh, and it can be really difficult to get to that stage in your solo career if you're not already working as part of a ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to kind of bear that in mind if you're going for a pirate ship that everybody knows then you're mm-hmm. going to be up against some people that are looking for, what, uh, a, a million bounties, two million bounties mm-hmm. on their heads yeah. already? Yeah, yeah. 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 Which Have is crazy. Tried... Yeah. It's crazy because uh, you think that a ship full of crew members with million-dollar bounties would be tip-top on, like, every bounty hunter's, like, you know, hit list. Yeah, but those exactly. are, are going to draw ones. more attention. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But you know that's that's just the way the industry is these days. So high, yeah. so many ships of talent are, yeah. are looking for that 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 star power. But but the problem is a lot of those crews they're made up of people who are used to working alone. They're not mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. on a team, uh, which is part of the problem. Speaking of, have you ever tried 
doing a couple solo ships, doing some right. independent mm. work and really building up your resume a little bit and figuring out what your voice is and maybe then in, invite some of the captains that are in the areas just to do a little a little spec work and see if you can get some representation. Uh, yeah. Finding some other uh, corsairs that can peer review your ability to swashbuckle and yeah. uh, pillage. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long and, as and- those are union ships and union rules are observed, I don't see a problem with that at all. What if you... Have you ever? Do you do you have a bad vibe? Ooh! Oh! Does your vibe suck? Just yeah. Mm. I truly, honestly, Gable, this is paramount because you've got to be able to read a room. You got to be able to read a room. You got to be able to know when, like, the vibe you're giving is bringing people in, and when the vibe you're giving is like pushing people away. Because we get so many auditioners who really mm-hmm. just can't tell that that simple nope. fact. It's and- unbelievable how many people on the ship can't tell if people appreciate the things they do and say. <laughs> now, someone <laughs> like me, I can look around a room and I can know exactly what sort of sexual fantasies the people in that room might be having about me at any given time. So I I'm very dialed in. I'm back, extremely aware. The likelihood that I'll say back. or do something that'll put mm. people off is is so small. And that's because it's extremely it's 100% you're put someone off. sexual. This is more of a, uh, as at, we at least say, you're doing it with do. intention. All this to say, if you believe in yourself and you really, really want this, you should just keep on pursuing it. Pursue it doggedly for anywhere from 30 to 40 years, even if you don't get any auditions, even if you don't get any more talented. You're doing it because you love it. And that should be enough, right? Right? right uh-huh. Right. I mean, uh-huh. in another life, you could have just been an accountant, but would you be happy doing that instead of being a corsair? The answer is no. You could always uh, you could always fall back by uh, working for a jackbox. Uh, that that is a, nope. a wooden room uh, constructed by people that that's usually an unassuming looking building in the town, and uh, everybody jumps mm-hmm. out of it and robs whoever passes by. They they just jack them for all J- their shit and then and then uh-huh. leave them a jackbox. Honestly, that's a good gig. <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty good gig. Or you, you just need start- to come up with a new house every couple years, and you'd be set. <laughs> Yeah, you could start a podcast. That's just fishing for whales, where you you know lower your your hook into the sea and and pull up as many whales as you possibly can get. Just just take as many from that pod mm-hmm. after casting out for it. Why are you crying, Spit? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck and Godspeed. And if we ever see you audition. Please improve your vibe. Just check your vibe. You know what? We should put a mirror outside the door. That way anyone coming in can do one final vibe check as they're coming in. And it's just a courtesy to everybody. Makes Mm -hmm. sense. Uh, You know, uh, this entire process has given me a lot of self-reflection on the kind of uh, solo pirate career. These are the kind of conversations I wish I had when I uh, decided to become an Arena uh, under under my uh, initial circumstances. So uh, thanks. Uh, Thanks. I guess, for asking the question. Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter over at CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. You can find more great gaming shows over at OneShotPodcast.com. 
Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Tyler A. Dave. Tyler is on strike alongside his fellow members of the WGA and SAG-AFTRA. You can support Tyler and other striking artists by contributing to the Entertainment Community Fund, linked in our show notes. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Captain Oromar Vale was played by Nathan Blades, who can be found on Twitter at Phantom Arts ENT, or streaming at twitch.tv slash The Neoncaster. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG, or on my podcast, one shot. The original music featured in this podcast was written, composed, and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find him over on Twitter at Arnie Parrott or on his website, ATP Tunes. This episode was edited by Allie Grauer, who can be found on Twitter at Dreams to Become or on her podcast, Skyjack's Courier's Call. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Lunarum. The World of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and Illimat, produced by Together Studios. This show was made in part by using a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system, designed by Sam Stewart and a team of talented professionals. There are no kings. Take flight. Health to the strangers who've ever been kind, and once for our friends near to rise. Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind Who know we can never deny The call of the sky